Kelly here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. let you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. Never try me, keep you right by me. Especially when my hands get lively, small enough, strong enough, bought enough. You hand sanitize me, make my hands dry but clean, you see. But hand washing will always be supreme. Didn't just start washing my hands, you see. You're my hand sanitizer. That was a short and cute one. That was a short and cute one. That was next, wifey. Never try me. Sit right by me. They love those songs where they kind of sing about how women have basically given up their entire lives to support them in everything. And then you now you're my wifey. What do you mean by you're my wifey? Am I your wife or wifey? Because I feel like they're different things. Um, but yeah, you know, they love those kind of songs. Isn't it? Who's it? Um, is it 112? Who's the or Jagged Edge? Meet me at the altar in your white dress. We ain't getting no younger girl. We might as well do this. What do you mean? So just because we're not getting any younger, that's why you just told me to just come through. You know, like, yeah, just roll through, roll through, babes. We're not getting any younger. Might as well just do this thing, innit? Absolutely wild. These songs are not romantic at all when you actually really, really deep it. But anyway... Let's get into the things. My name is Kelechi Okafor. Welcome to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind. I was a bit like, there. Yeah, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. Another Monday, another Monday in lockdown. They won't let us out. Oh, won't let us out. Lockdown. Me, I don't mind too much. I just feel like I'm very introverted and yeah, I just need space to kind of decompress anyway. But yeah, I'm not too fussed. And actually being so introverted, I'm not really enjoying how active everybody is on social media. So I I'm finding that even when I wanted to come back on social media and start doing things because it was just so busy, I didn't really bother doing much and I just went off again but you know I'm about I'm about anyway massive massive big ups uh, to everybody that came through for the live uh, mini podcast that we had just in readjusting this mic yeah for the live um, mini podcast that we had via zoom I think I'll do another one maybe next week not this week I might go on live I haven't been on live in forever but for now in terms of Zoom, I'll probably do another one um, next week, but I'll announce it in that week's uh, episode, God willing. Um, yeah, it was wonderful. It was so great to have a space to chat with like-minded, amazing, beautiful inter- um, individuals. Thank you so much for coming through. Like, It's just great to know that the community is still there. We're still thriving, even with all of these things that are happening I truly, truly appreciate it. And I'm so honoured that you all just uh, believe in what I do and what I'm saying. And I appreciate it because, yeah, last week's episode would have been a lot because I was coming with all of my theories and I wasn't playing. You know, I, I just felt like it needed to be out there. More things have happened to pretty much confirm all of the things I've been saying in the first place. But, you know, we move, right? Well, we, we can move within our four walls. That's what we can do. Um. So yeah, let's get into the bits then. I'll get straight into the tarot because, yeah, a girl is tired. Okay, straight into the tarot. So the first card that came out is the nine of cups in reverse. A lot of these cards, in fact, every card is reversed except for one in this tarot deck. And I think the reason that is, is because literally the world is upside down right now. Or is it upside down or is it the right way up? I think it's been upside down um, for a long time, for 
for a very, very long time, for centuries. And now that it's starting to kind of shift in a way that actually should make a bit more sense in terms of how we're treated as humans, um, it feels topsy-turvy. So the Nine of Cups is in reverse. And I think it's because a lot of us are failing to see the blessings that are um, around us. So in this card, you see a, a woman, she's, she's got a beautiful skirt on, she's got her legs crossed, very authoritative because you see that she's uh, sitting on a um, a bench of sorts that's, you know, really sturdy. I'm using the Lisa style modern witch tarot deck. So she's sitting on a bench that's really, really sturdy. She's got her cute shoes on. She's looking very, very cute. Got her afro out with a little headband. And she's facing forward and all her nine of cups, her nine cups are behind her. Usually you see this and you know that it's somebody that has literally secured the bag or secured the cups in terms of they've got the emotional fulfillment from um, the efforts that they've been putting in in the material world. But I think that this is upside down right now because a lot of us aren't, some of us aren't deeping the blessings that are possible with what's currently happening or we're failing to see it. We're failing to see that actually things are shifting and aligning in a way so as to help us to realize the dreams that we've we've had for so long and the things that we wanted to achieve. Like things have to shift in a major way for those things to, you know, the things that you want. I don't feel like God would buoy us to be like, oh, you want these things, you can have it for five minutes and done. For these things to last, yeah, for them to ha- um, be sustained, there has to be things that move out of the way. We're always talking about God will move mountains. God will move mountains. Well, this is what's happening right now. Like en- entire governments are being like knocked to their knees. Um, not to say that they aren't thinking for themselves that they are doing mad movements and he, 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 they're getting away with certain things. But the fact is, even with their madness, God's using them to do the things that need to be done, basically. So the nine of cups is out in reverse because we're still out here going, nah, man, this shit is fucked. I like, I don't understand what's happening and therefore unable to see the blessing. So what's, what that's done is that it's stunted our creativity and it's stunted our unique way of observing life. I say that because the knight of swords is in reverse. So the knight of swords is in reverse. So some of you are charging in the wrong direction and like maybe putting all of your energy into things that really don't concern you. Maybe that is trying to hack my Instagram Sally in HR page because I got notifications like some of you are really using your time very poorly very very poorly and you're letting the devil use you as an essential worker yeah try and be a non-essential worker for for the devil for satan some of you have become essential workers um for your with your idle hands and it's actually mad Anyway, back on track. So you're either using your time poorly or and charging in the wrong direction, or some of you aren't moving at all. Like your usual quick wit, your quick way of, um, of observing things, your observing um, your observational skills are muted right now because you're failing to see how you can use this in your favor. That's not me saying come with the capitalist agenda of being productive. No, it's just saying like a shift in perspective will help you to um, engage with everything that's happening in and around you um, a lot more conducively, I would say. So the Knight of Swords is in reverse because you're not having that energy to charge forward. And this girl's cute. She's got like, um, you know, like uh, feed-in braids and it's up in like a little quiff. So she's coming with all of that energy, charging on the horse, but just charging where? Nobody knows. So it's that idea of you're not deep in the blessings and because you're not deep in the blessings, you're going in the opposite direction or you're not moving at all because all of this is literally stunned you. So you're frozen on the spot instead of using the creative energy that you are usually known for to benefit yourself. And I guess the reason that it's caught you off guard and you're stunted is because then we've got the Hierophant. The Hierophant's in reverse. Literally everything that you know, everything that you've taken to be true has been shown to be otherwise, you know, and this feels religious for some. So maybe your pastor has said something very wayward or your imam or somebody, I don't know, your freaking rabbi, someone, someone said something wild and you're just like, rah, I don't know if I can rock with this uh, right now or any longer. Just something, somebody that you would hold in a esteemed position, whether it's religiously, spiritually, you're just seeing that really none of these people outside of yourself are more 
um, divine than you are and you're not any less divine than they are. You're realizing that you too are divinity and you too are an authority on your soul. Too long we've waited for other people to be the authority on our own souls. From when we were young, like, you know, we're taken to these different places and we're told like, if you do this, you'll go to hell. If you do this, you da 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 and given other people the authority to tell us what's going with our souls and what is it happening in society right now across the world right now is showing us that we are the only ones that can get ourselves through this and we are god selves us you know we are mini gods ourselves and we need to use that power mobilize with the power that we have and literally change shit like change things to the way that we want them to be. And we're seeing evidence of that because if people hadn't louded up the thing, government wouldn't have put things in place for self-employed people, even though a lot of people fall through the cracks from the fuckery that they have actually um, implemented. If people hadn't um, um, louded it up, so many other aspects wouldn't have gotten covered that are now being covered. So we have power. We can't forget that we have power. We have power individually and we have power as a collective. And it's about using them, using the power that we have at the right time. So yes, the figures that we hold in um, high esteem are being toppled because we have to remember that we're not here to idolize humans. We're not here to idolize people. You know, we're here to be on this journey, learn what we need to learn and to evolve and to ascend, you know? So that's why I feel like the Hierophant card is there. Governments, everything, everyone, especially this UK government, they're looking like idiots right now. A lot of the shit that they said wasn't possible, couldn't do it, can't be done, nah, 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 nah. All of a sudden things are possible. Money's being spent in the places that it should have been spent for, for decades, you know, regardless of which parties in power, all of these things should have been done, but they weren't. Now suddenly they have to be done as a state, um, as a case of national emergency, um, as a you know a public health issue. Suddenly they are now being done. So it just goes to show that there's no such thing as impossible where God is concerned, and we are mere humans, and people will get patterned up accordingly the when God feels to do so. And it's best to understand that from now. So then the next card that came out is. Um, in terms of the advice for the previous three cards, so those were the Nine of Cups in reverse, the Knight of Swords in reverse, the Hierophant in reverse. We now have the World, the World card, another major arcana card right next to the Hierophant card and it's upright. And that is, it's almost like the world is looking down at the Hierophant because it's in reverse. So she's looking over at her and looking down, almost as if to say, again, what I said, like Mother Goddess, um, with a culmination of Father God, like the God force is showing us that nothing, none of these structures that you humans have put in place is a test for me. You know, everything can be shifted at any time. Anybody can freaking get it. And that's always been my motto. If you know me, like anybody can get it. Anyone can get batted up at any time anywhere. And that's what we're being shown now on a celestial level that anybody can get batted up anytime, anywhere. Don't care how technologically advanced you think you are. I'm going to show you your entire asshole. How about that? And it's not a punitive thing. I don't think it's a punishment, but it's just a, a resetting of like none of this stuff that you man are doing is working for you and you can't continue to keep going this way. Let's try and do something different, but we have to care for each other and we have to look out for each other. So the world card is there to say that this is an initiation. This is a way for us to ascend higher. This is a way for us to evolve, to graduate from this base level of humanity, move to something more, something better, something more conducive to us as a global collective. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I think that it's there. It's an ending of a cycle. It's an ending of a way that we knew things to be. Many things are ending, you know. Um, I'm thinking about certain things that that I want to be finishing with and starting other things. Who knows? Who knows? But the idea is very much there that for a lot of us, this is a world energy, like it's a it's an overarching energy that things are ending so new things can begin. But those new things that are beginning are going to be that require much more of us than before. We can't show up like no small person, like no small picking, like we are being asked to level up on a, in a major way. And from that way, I think that we'll look at the world a lot um, more differently to the way that we're looking at the world now, because the last card is the two of wands in reverse. So how we move in the world 
will change. So in this card, you see um, a woman, she's looking at her phone and she's looking out to the vast expanse of like sea and land. And she lives somewhere very palatial and she's dressed really cute. Um, got a nice head wrap on and that. So you can tell like she's got bits, she's got bits, she's acquired bits, but almost saying that like your success is guaranteed, but your success now will be, uh, will be, uh, resting upon your newfound perspective on how you should move through life and how you should view the world. So as long as you are learning the lessons that you're meant to be learning at this moment, when all of this is done, who knows when it will be done, but when all of this is done, you better be ready to, you know, level on up. You better be ready to do things in a different way than what you've been doing before. The old ways aren't going to cut it anymore. We have to do better. We have to move higher. And the card that came out from the Say Your Mind Affirmation card deck is I give myself permission to show up and show out. Exactly. Sometimes the only person holding you back is you. Give yourself the permission to be your whole self and live your whole life. Exactly. Just because you're inside doesn't mean that you need to live a 30% life. Yeah. What does it mean for you to live a full life? Like fam, some of you were spending pretty much 95% of your time at work. Now you have so much free time, you don't even know what to do with yourself. You don't know what to do with yourself because we have all bought into the capitalist um, illusion that we are only valuable when we are doing something, when we are working, working, working. We're now being shown that there's a different way. Someone said something really interesting. I think it was one of these um, social scientists. I didn't end up reading the article fully, but I just saw that it said that after something like this, we'll realize that government's shouldn't be giving people benefits based or uh, paying um, the citizens, looking after the citizens based on how much they work. No, what is what they do with what they have that things should be based on, not the fact that whether you should have given it to them in the first place. And this is going to change shit. Like if you could give this to everybody, don't now turn around later and say that it's not possible. We've seen that it's possible. So we want to keep this and we want to fine tune it. Yeah, because there are many more things that we deserve. And this is bottom barrel as far as I'm concerned. So this is your time to show up and show out. Use the time that you have um, effectively. Use the time that you have to not keep seeking validation online for people. So yeah, you were a content creator in a particular sense. Now, um, when brands aren't collaborating maybe as much, what else can you be doing with that knowledge and creativity that you have? Using it slightly differently. There are so many um, things available um, rather than just sitting online and kind of like drowning yourself in all of the Korokoro news maybe curate your feed so you see some other things that are a bit funny that can stimulate you so you can do other things so you can create other things if you want to but this one that you're sitting there um, failing to see your blessings it's not going to help you it's not going to help you when it's time for us to get back out there then from the Marcella Kroll deck this is funny. I left my, um, a, a book. So I think it's a sign that I should start like actually reading this and not reading from the book. Like people want to hear what I have to say. The Marcella, uh, Marcella Kroll deck, the Oracle deck, I pulled transmute and I pulled gratitude. And this is so important because really what we're being told here is that all of the things that you're feeling, transmute it, send it through you because the transmute image is a snake. Shed your old skin, shed the skin that no longer serves you. And yes, sometimes it, it is an uncomfortable process. It sometimes is a slow process, but you must shed that skin so you can appear as your new self, as your whole self. That's what you're being asked to do. And, and show gratitude for the fact that you are here to be able to do it. Show gratitude for the things that are around the corner that you you may not see yet, but I promise you they've already arrived. Some things, some of our blessings are, in fact, not even some of our blessings. I believe that all of our blessings already are in existence. We're just walking into them at the right place and time. So show gratitude for the fact that your blessings are already here. It's just a matter of time and um, opportunity for you to enter into those spaces where they reside. So live with the energy of gratitude from now because that energy of gratitude brings more abundance. That's not to say that you mute or you deny those feelings that you have that some that you might perceive as negative. Give them space, give them time, but don't let them just outstay their welcome because you have other guests to invite in. And who are those guests? Your motherfucking blessings. Those are you those are your guests, you know? 
So you've just got to keep going, shed this skin, shed this old layer of you, shed this view of the world that you previously held, shed it all and understand that anything is possible and you can make it possible. Yeah, if all of this can happen, it shows you that everything was literally an illusion, like you can do whatever you want to do. So show gratitude for the fact that you've been given this opportunity to see through the veil and know that you can you can come out the other side and you can do what you want. So that's the message for this week from the tarot deck. I hope it resonates with all of you lot. So um, my Share Your Magnificence goes out to Vivian Murad, who is the founder, I think, of Nudie Tone. Um, these uh, skin bandages. Yeah, it's called Skin Bandages by Nudie Tone. So these are skin coloured bandages. So I know that a lot of you watched um, Noughts and Crosses or have read Noughts and Crosses. And there was that little scene with the uh, brown plaster that was only available for Sefi to give to Callum. Um, and then we know around that time as well, Tesco announced that they were now doing darker coloured skin bandages or uh, they were doing darker coloured plasters. But the wickedness is that they, it looks, it looks like, it looks like they got these, um, this idea from Vivian because Vivian had approached them years ago to say that, you know, this is what I'm working on. And she pitched it to them. They rejected it. Of course they did because black women and their ideas are always getting rejected until somebody decides that they can spin it in a way, whitewash it in a way that they can profit from it. The perpetual state of madness. So anyway, um, years ago, she, um, Vivian approached them. They said that they weren't interested. And then lo and behold, suddenly Tesco has their brand of skin colored plasters. Interesting. Now, if you're going to be a thief, right? Be a good thief. We're not accusing Tesco of anything, but let's just look at the facts, right? So, um, there's a screenshot from July 6th, 2019, where, no, yeah, July 5th, actually, 2019, um, an order was made on Vivian's website um, for Nudie Tone. That's N-U-D-I-T-O-N-E, Nudie Tone, like nude tone. So an order was made on Vivian's website and it was to ship to, they wanted it shipped to Tesco.com, Shire Park, and it's well in Garden City. I already know the post, uh, the place. And it's UK. So imagine being that kind of thief. Imagine being the thief that you actually get it sent to the company. Like you get it sent, like there is no two ways about it. You man had that sent to you July 5th, 2019. And then 2020, you've, you've suddenly miraculously got the exact same type of bandages that you're now selling isn't that wild and yet nowhere is Vivian given credit for the fact that she was the one that they that they stole this off allegedly I am just incensed furious and I've wanted to talk about this for a while but then I had other things going on and I was doing that noughts and crosses podcast so I didn't really get the space in my head to be able to talk about it the way that I wanted to talk about it but this is actually fucking disgusting this is horrendous and that's why I just wanted to big up Vivian Murad and say Guan Queen Guan with your bad self for the fact that you went out of your way years before anybody else was thinking of doing the thing you went out of your way and you made these plasters so black women like myself and black people like me could have a plaster that's actually our skin color because imagine for years we've been wearing one dege dege skin colored plaster um not realizing that we just thought oh you know that's the color that plasters are meant to be not realizing that no it's made that way so it looks nude on the skin of white people but with, like someone may, i can't remember who said it but they said like um blue people had plasters before we did because you know them blue uh plasters that you wear when you're cooking and things like that Blue plasters existed and um, even um, see-through plasters existed before they decided that they were going to make actual brown skin tone plasters. So we rate a bad bitch. We rate a queen, you know, well done. Well done. Two slaps on your chest for creating the things that needed to be created and fuck all of the people that have tried to steal your idea since because we will keep buying from you. So rather than going and getting your plasters from Tesco, I encourage you to go and buy it from Vivian's website, um, Nudie Tone. I think it's on Et um, Etsy as well. I'll add a link to this episode, but I encourage us all to go and buy from 
Vivian, because mine arrived pretty quickly in the post. I don't have any cots, we thank God, but just whenever I do, I've got these in the in the cupboard ready to go should I need them. That's the energy that I want us to have. And this is the whole point of having Share Your Magnificence to amplify um, the work of people like Vivian who deserve the credit because otherwise larger corporations are just out here stealing people's fucking ideas, sending it to their own doorstep. Like they, they even the, the, the audacity, the caucasity, the caucasious nature of being like, you know what, still send it to me where I am. Yes, it was me that ordered it, dot com, bitch. And saying, send it over to me and then you're just going to copy it just like that it's absolutely disgusting behavior but this is the world that we live in so let's give vivian her flowers she deserves you know and go and buy these skin colored plasters from her and if you're a white person that listens to this show you've already got lots of plasters for yourself yeah so what i would encourage you to do maybe buy some and just have it if you're a teacher especially you teach in a school you buy some and make sure that the little black kids in your school also have plasters that represent them don't go and give tesco your money when they're moving mad like this so big up yourself vivian we appreciate you so that's my share your magnificence. Now let's get into so you mad. <sighs> so obviously, um, you would have heard that uh, Boris Johnson now has coronavirus. Coronavirus, um, allegedly. Well, that's what he said. He said that he's got it and he's only got mild symptoms. But why won't you have Kurukuru? Why won't you have it when you're the one that was telling everyone about herd immunity and just take it on the chin and yeah, you know, your family members might die or whatever the fuck and saying that people should just wash their hands and everything will be okay. And you were even shaking hands with coronavirus patients. Look at your life now. Look at your life. But but I am skeptical. I don't know if I believe that he has uh, the virus. I think he's just tired of going up and down, up and down, up and down, walking up and down, up and down to come and give press releases. He thought, fuck this, you know, as far <coughs> that's all he thought. He thought, <coughs> I'm not doing this anymore. I wanted to sit at home you know, with um, the the newest person that's having one of his children. He wanted to do that instead, you know. Um, and it's very interesting. He says that basically he'll be doing video conference to do these press, um, you know, uh, uh, things, these press bits he'll just do. So basically he's going to FaceTime in. He's just going to FaceTime his leadership in. If I were to... I mean, anything can happen, right? And I just think that if I wanted it enough and if any of us wanted it enough, we could actually just oust him as prime minister and become prime minister right now by virtue of Twitter, just saying to everyone, hey, hey, I'm the new PM now, direct everything to me. Thanks so much. And it'll start as banter and eventually people will just hand over the things and he'll move out of 10 Downing Street. Because at this rate, you're not doing your job. You're not doing what you need to be doing, really. And I'm not going to thank you for doing the absolute minimum in terms of the aid that's been offered to the citizens of this country. I am not impressed. I'm not impressed. I'm really sorry because I was saying it last week, like the most basic shit that I was saying should have even come into play from last week is what you now are implementing. So it sounds like I should be running the country then, doesn't it? Because I seem to have the ideas of how we should move forward. Anyway, so, so yeah, um, my guy's over here having Kurokoro. He's not able to do his job now because, you know, he needs to stay home with his mild symptoms and that. Then still linked to that is the fact that Mark Zuckerberg, you know, Facebook guy, uh, has basically partnered with Bill Gates, who I mentioned um, last week. I mentioned the Bill Gates Foundation last, last week. I'm just getting up the, the page now. So it says here, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Priscilla Chan and Bill Gates to fund $25 million coronavirus research group. I, but other people were upset because it was only 25 million that he was putting forward and they were saying, but he's worth 55.1 billion. Obviously they don't understand how assets and them things work, but that's not my concern. What I'm interested in is like, did you deep that? Did you clock that from what I said last week when I was talking about this whole um, cryptocurrency, technocracy, uh, technocracy, everything? Like, why is it that the two people who are in technology are now moving so firmly into biotech? Why? And especially since how careless, how irresponsible Mark Zuckerberg has been with Facebook and the fact that um, 
people could pay for nonsense political campaigns and basically um, lie to people to make them vote a particular way. And what was that? Um, Cambridge Analytica and them things there. Like all of them things have happened. And this is the person that suddenly, 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 suddenly wanting to invest in um research for coronavirus. It's because they're going to harvest data. They're going there to get data. That is what they know because data is power. That's what they're going there to get. You know, it's not about us. It's about surveillance. It's about being able to to watch us in a way that we've never been watched before. That's what all of this is about. And I don't care if I sound, sound like I've got my tinfoil hat on. I'm letting you know from early, this is not a public health thing. It's not to do with our health. It's to do with people colonizers colonize you know it's all about getting in first being the first ones through the door to get ahead of this research and this technology because when everyone finally turns their attention over to it they're good to go that's what's scary about all of this because while everyone's in a frenzy or um you know, having cabin fever from being at home all of the time. All of these things are happening small, 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 but they're they're looking small, 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 but they're absolutely massive, absolutely massive. And I'm seeing like very well uh, placed videos of, oh, China dealt with this so well. What they did is got everyone on WeChat and from WeChat, they, you know, you swipe, it's it's a social networking site, but also it's how you pay for things. So it's also your wallet. I'm like, okay, so you can be tracked everywhere every time, anytime they know where you are. And so from that, they can figure out like if you tapped for bread, you know, like use your Apple Pay or whatever, but their version and you tap for bread and then they find out that you got Kurokuro, then they know all the people that you could have lightly interacted with in that time. So they'll tell like the shopkeeper um, of the supermarket, okay, lock everything off because you were in contact with this person that's now tested positive and rare, rare, rare. Now that seems all very efficient because I saw some people praising it, but you need to understand the more sinister nature of what that means for the app, for the average person, for the average individual. It's scary as fuck. Very scary. So I just wanted to share that. So to keep all of you in the loop, because I know that while you're in the midst of doing all of your TikTok videos, you just also need to know um, the other bits that are happening outside of all of that. And I felt like being the one to share it. And obviously um, another madness is the fact that a medical fetish company are the ones that are having to supply NHS staff with scrubs, you know, their uniforms to wear. Um, It's disgusting and it just says a lot about the government that we have and have had for years the fact that they didn't even have enough um protective wear for um nhs staff i don't want to call them frontline i really fucking hate that frontline stuff because again it's the way that we um set about using imagery for people frontline are people who fight in wars yeah and we've been told that this coronavirus is a war is a war we have to fight it we don't need to keep personifying diseases we don't need to keep personifying them like why do we always need a fucking enemy we don't need an enemy in this case like let's talk about things without using hyperbole to talk about them like let's talk about them in 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 very contained very clear manners that's what's necessary and that's what's responsible for us as human because when that's happening on the larger scale the microcosmic impact is that we start looking for the enemies um within our circles and for the enemies within as well ourselves but you know we start looking for the enemies in our circles and in our immediate communities i know a lot of nhs staff probably don't mind it like the nurses and that and the doctors and that they don't mind it but to me language in like language informs society and culture right um in certain respects and I just think that when we get into that habit of referring to these um people these wonderful people doing the jobs that they're doing as frontline it sounds innocent enough but if you were talking about a war because that's what they keep um, alluding to and that's where they're using the terminology from those ones are the ones to die first. They're basically the ones that go ahead and 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 they go rah, and they're the brave ones. And ideally, they're the ones that end up get, dying first. And I'm not out here for anybody to die. You know, I feel, I don't want to sacrifice these people all because of an incompetent government. I do not. So language needs to change because words literally mean things. So we just have to address that. And I don't have an alternative for you. I'm just saying that I I think that that one is a bit. It's a bit. Leave it. But. 
it is what it is. If they're happy with it, that's fine. But I know some of them aren't happy with it. And that's why it fucking pissed me off this whole, let's clap for the NHS stuff. Like, okay, all of you looked out your window and you clapped and you did whatever the fuck, but are we going to pay these NHS workers properly? Because I remember the Tory government laughing in the Houses of Parliament when they managed to get, a, um, to, to to reject a bill to have, um, to, to reject legislation for them to be paid properly in the first place. Like, the, you, it, the joke's on you now. Look at clownery. When when you do clownery, what does it do? It comes back to rascal art bite. And now look at where we found ourselves. Okay, then. So clap for the NHS, clap for the NHS. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Clap, 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 clap. Clappity clap. Now, can you pay them properly? That's what I'm interested in. Can you look after them? Can you provide them with protective wear? So when they're doing all of this stuff, they're not um, needlessly subjected to um, getting ill themselves. Just, just things, you know, just things. So it was, yeah, really rather sad that it's um, a medical fetish company. So they, people have medical fetishes and they want to be in a room and with someone in scrubs who like, I don't know, plays with them and tickles their balls or um, I don't know. But people have their fantasies. People have their fantasies and, you know, they they, they should enjoy all of those things. Um, you know, I, I I commend them and I, and I celebrate them also. But um, yeah, the... A company called MedFet UK. Uh, what do they write as their bio? The only online store 100% dedicated to medical fetish kink and role play. 250 plus genuine medical grade products. Great customer service. Worldwide shipping. So they get this stuff. And if you're feeling freaky with your boo and you're like, oh, I want to play doctors and nurses. And then you buy actual um, scrubs and, and coats and whatever else to, to, to get your fantasy pop in. And maybe an injection or two. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. You can see that I'm winging it. But you get your bits and then you you have a good old time. So they tweeted, today we donated our entire stock of disposable scrubs to an NHS hospital. It was just a few sets because we don't carry large stocks, but they were desperate. So went, uh, so we sent them free of charge. We don't usually do politics on Twitter, but here's a short thread. I hate when people say they don't do politics, but okay, brands always like to keep um, politics free, but I don't. I say what I want. Anyway, it says, when you see someone from the government saying the NHS is getting what it needs, that is a lie. We have been contacted this week by representatives of NHS procurement all over the country trying to source basic protective equipment and clothing. When we, a tiny company, set up to serve a small section of the kink community, kink community, I love that. Anyway, find ourselves being sought out as a last resort supplier to our national health service in a time of crisis. Something is seriously wrong. In fact, it is scandalous. Let's be under no illusions. This is the result of a decade of chronic um, underfunding and cuts, which has left the NHS barely able to cope under normal circumstances, much less when faced with the onslaught of a global pandemic. It did not and should not have to be this way. So when it's all over and the doctors, nurses and other staff have gone, um, have done an amazing job as they undoubtedly will, despite the circumstances, let's not forget or forgive the ones who sent the NHS into this battle with inadequate armour and one hand tied behind its back end. Again, can you see that, um, that imagery of war, war, war. I understand why we're doing this, but I promise you it's not going to serve us well to keep referring to things in this way. But obviously we get the gist of what is being said there. It is true. You you guys, especially you fucking, fucking Tories, you pieces of shit, yeah? All of the time you've been trying to privatise the NHS, really kind of break the NHS into pieces by underfunding this, underfunding that, just taking the absolute piss. Then all of a sudden this happens and it's like, oh, Oh, let's clap for the NHS. Let's look after them. Let's surprise. Instead of clapping for the NHS, can you get them proper protective wear? Instead of clapping for the NHS, can you make parking free, which they've now done, I've heard. They've now made parking free for NHS workers um, when they're at hospitals. But imagine the effrontery and the gall, as my mum would like to say. Imagine the audacity that you're working somewhere. You're working for this hospital. You're literally saving lives in whatever department that you work in. You're all part of this, yeah? You're out here to, um, to sustain and save lives, yeah? And you've still got to pay for fucking parking to be at your place of work in the first place. I think that that is horrible. I think it's just disgusting that this was even ever a thing in the first place. And now it's been rolled back like, oh, yes, let's clap, clap, 
clop, 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 clop for the NHS. And yes, you can have free parking and you can have free meals and coffee and water and juice. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you in your eyeball, you pricks. Fuck you. It's horrible. It's horrible that the most basic things that these people should have had in the first place, it's only now that we're giving it to them. And, oh, you expect pats on the uh, the back. I'll pat you in your face. I'll pat you in your face profusely. It'll be a festival of pats, aka slaps. What nonsense. What what, what, what audacious behaviour. And now look, upon all the clapping, you don't even have the um, right amount of protective wear for, for the staff and NHS hospitals are having to call kink communities, kink companies to supply them with disposable scrubs. I am disgusted. It is disgusted. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. So yeah, that's what I wanted to say about that really So let's get into straw of the week You can see I'm keeping it nice and snazzy Because Lev won't be tolerating any of this noise I promise you that So straw of the week, aka suck your mum My first straw of the week Well, yeah, kind of, it's all together really But my first definite, definite, definite straw of the week Goes out to Travel Lodge Travel Lodge are Prick Lodge, their Dickhead Lodge. Um, because remember last week when I said that um, Sadiq Khan said he'd secured, what is it, 300 um, rooms or whatever for people who were sleeping rough or experiencing homelessness, that he secured 300 rooms. And I was like, well, what the fuck? What, why are we securing hotel rooms that they're going to get kicked out of at the end of all of this koro koro bang uh, bang? At the end, like, why are we securing rooms? Why are we not providing them with actual housing since we know we've got empty places everywhere? Why are we not providing them housing? I said at the end of this was when they were going to be providing um, or kicking them out of these hotels. No, 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 no. Travel Lodge did me one better. They actually started kicking these people out from way before then. They they didn't even wait. Um, so it says here, I'm just bringing it up. Travel Lodge hotels are evicting, what is it, are evicting um, homeless people amid coronavirus closures. This is despite government guidance that hotels providing rooms for people who are homeless through local authority arrangements should not close. So it says here, um, The nation has been told in no uncertain terms that we must stay at home because of the coronavirus. But how can you follow this instruction if you don't have a home of your own? This is a question that homeless people who have been housed in travel lodge hotels by local authorities up and down the country found found themselves asking when they were um, suddenly asked to leave at short notice. The Ministry of Housing, Communities and Local Government is well aware that hotels are used as emergency accommodation by stretched local authorities who faced housing shortages. That's why following the Prime Minister's stay-at-home announcement calling all non-essential businesses to close, the government department made it clear that hotels, hostels and B&B, uh, B&Bs providing rooms to support people who are homeless through arrangements with local authorities and other public bodies should remain open. Travel Lodge, however, was apparently not following the advice on the 24th of March when they asked homeless residents to leave some of their sites with as little as four hours notice after they decided to close because of the coronavirus outbreak now for me i get it i get that you know you're out here being like okay we want to protect our staff we want to do this we want to do that but surely there could have been other measures in place surely something could have been done um I don't know, with social distancing, with social distancing, with this, with that, something could have been done. So you're not kicking these people back out. I just feel like it's so violent. Like these are probably people who have felt um, abandonment and to um, being ostracized and at short notice and things like that. And you're just giving them even more trauma on top of that with as little as four hours notice. You're like, oh no, I'll get the fuck out because we were actually decided that we want to shut. Again, it comes down to the lack of um, foresight by the government in the first place, um, asking these places to stay open and what that would mean for their staff. Also asking these hotels to stay open and what it would mean for their staff. Like all of these things come into play, don't get me wrong. But I just think that Travel Lodge uh, Lodge are disgusting for doing that and not even 
having a conversation about what it means for alternatives for these ple- uh, for these people and what that could look like. This is how people go on heartless. Um, I don't know what the payment would have been like for them, but I just think because of the way that people view people who are experiencing homelessness or houseless people, how they view them as, uh, uh, I don't want them here. I think that would have been more of a reason why they were like, no, actually we don't want to stay here. We don't want to interact with them. We don't want to touch them. We don't want to do this and that. I think that that was part of it because if it was billionaires that you were asked to house or millionaires that you were asked to accommodate, I don't think you would have had that energy, even with this, um, health, um, warnings and everything else. You wouldn't have had that energy, but it's the way that homeless people are vilified and looked at in society that makes it okay to treat them this way. And I just think it's like proper, proper disgusting. But at the same time, I feel like it shouldn't fall on the hotels and hostels and them man to provide accommodation when local um, local housing authorities and things like that, like you've been letting contractors build in your areas for ages for what? Giving you one meager percentage as social housing. And then meanwhile, they're making all of the profit from everything else that they're doing yes support the economy support capitalism rare 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 but it should have been on you to force your government to give you enough money so you can be building places and having um um um, flats and houses available for the people that live in your borough and everything else without waiting for these contractors who are just looking to get their fast money out to be the ones to provide you with a percentage of spaces Uh, it's there, there are so many failings to for us to sit here and work out who is failing where would just be a mad thing. But all I'm saying is that it should have never fallen on the hotels. Like, fuck Travelodge. Definitely fuck Travelodge on that one. But it should have never fallen on Travelodge in the first place. It still comes back to the government and um, the government being incompetent at what they're meant to be doing. That's led us here in the first place. So fuck Travelodge. Travelodge can suck their mothers and lodge that straw up their mother's pussy. That's what they can do. And also fuck the government. Every day, fuck the government. I don't care. Every day, fuck the government because what we are being given is still not enough. What is being done is still not enough. And I don't know um, if there are any people out there who experience homelessness and have their podcast, but I would also like to amplify that because their voices need to be heard too. You can hear Lev just like, he's over it. He's over all of this stuff. Um, but oh, I just, yeah, I needed to get that out. And this one, my last straw of the week still comes back to the government. Lo and behold, still comes back to the government. And this is why I said, like, it's all linked. Fuck Travel Lodge. Like I said, they can lodge that straw in their mother's vagina. But also definitely massive straw the size of Big Ben. A straw the size of Big Ben for the government collectively, because now everyone's coming out with, oh, um, it's now being realised that um, broadband is a necessity for so many households. So what we'd actually like to do is, um, you know, make it available We'd like to make it available for everyone. Um, and we've told the carriers, well, the carriers, you know, the, let me get it up, the mobile phone and the telecommunications companies that they shouldn't be asking for anything and should, they should lift, uh, lift the broadband caps and let people just download and do whatever the hell they want to do. Jeremy Corbyn must be shaking right now. I would be fuming. I would be fuming. I would be fuming because this was literally part of his manifesto that all of us should have access to internet. In this day and age, in this technological age, I think it's an affront that we're even out here still paying for internet because it should just be standard. It should just be standard. It should be free Wi-Fi hotspots absolutely everywhere. Again, I know that we're going to come back to surveillance. Don't get me wrong. Like I understand the shortfalls there, but I'm saying like, People need to um, apply for, you know, um, jobs and people need to um, order food and, and, you know, lots of places want you to submit applications or to book things. Everything's going online, online, online now. Now, if you don't have access to the internet or you're worried about how much you can spend to have access to the internet, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. Now, if I was going to be a cynic, I'd say that even the reason that they're uh, taking off these broadband caps is that they don't want anyone to go off the grid while all of this social distancing stuff and self-isolation stuff is happening. Yeah, this lockdown is happening. They want everyone to have uh, broadband so you can be kept track of by your internet activities. 
That's what I personally think. But at the same time, I just think it's funny how when Jeremy Corbyn said, when the Labour Party said that they want to introduce, um, you know, broadband for all, everyone said no. Oh, I can't see how that's going to work. Oh, that seems like a communist, seems like a communist thing he's bringing in here. I don't see how that's going to work. Oh, I don't want any of that. Where's the money going to come from for to, to pay for that? Then? Oh, no, no. Now look at your fucking lives. Now look at your lives. Is it now not coming anyway? They're lifting these data caps and saying that everyone do as you need to do while this lockdown is going on. Can you now see? And they're saying that if people are having any financial hardships to be able to pay for their phone bills or whatever, whatever, because of the coronavirus, holler at us and we'll see what we can work out. Can you not see how we're moving into the arena that that that, that, that people wanted in the first place, that the Labour Party was suggesting in the first place? Like you're basically fulfilling all of the manifestos. And then again, a big fuck you to all of the people who are turning around going, oh, well, let's put politics aside in what's happening right now. No, no, what's happening right now is because of politics. We don't ever put politics aside. Politics is part of everything that we're doing. The pandemic is political. The pandemic is in fact political. You can't ostracize or extricate um, or extrapolate um politics from the pandemic. We wouldn't have got here if we had better governance. We wouldn't be living in the society that we're living in now where people are having to panic about where their next money's going to come from or where the next income's going to come from. That what people, certain people are living one paycheck away from being houseless. Like we wouldn't be in this situation if it was not in fact political. We wouldn't be finding a disproportionate number of um, black and brown people dying. You know, even when you look at Sweden and um, a very, very worrying number uh, of Somali people are the ones dying from coronavirus in Sweden. And that's very, we're not talking about those things. These things are happening because of a, like a very distinct negligence by the government. All of the things, the reason that we are here, the reason I even fucking make this podcast, I wouldn't need to make a podcast like this if we had better governance in the first place. So everything is political. You can't say that, oh, let's put politics aside. Boris Johnson stepped up to the plate and he's doing what needed to be done. What, the same motherfucker that turned around what almost two weeks ago and said herd immunity, rare, 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 rare. Now he's flipping the switch and it's a completely different script that he's running with. No, no, no. He's doing what he's been advised to do by people who they'll be getting their gain from the little bits that they're giving us. They're getting way more from us than we are getting from them, I promise you. But this is what's happening now. And he's only doing it as a matter of emergency. Who's going to do all the work if everyone's dead? You know, so don't come to me about, oh, let's put politics aside. No, politics must stay at the very core of it. Because when Jeremy Corbyn was telling you about the politics and the way that it needed to stay at the core of everything, you didn't want to hear it because you were very ready to cut off your xenophobic nose to spite your xenophobic face. Now look at where you are, you noseless motherfucker. Look at where you are now. You're still getting all of the benefits of the things that people were asking for for you in the first place, but you were too busy doing Brexit means Brexit. Look at your fucking life now. So, you know, a lot of things are happening and we're seeing things in a very, very different way. Um, I've got some people to cuss out, but I'll probably save that for next week, seeing how I get on. But Southwark Council is going to hear my fucking mouth at some point, I promise you. Um, But other than that, I guess that's it. You know, I just wanted to keep it short and sweet because I, I think I was it was a long episode last week. Just wanted to keep it short and sweet and let you all know that we're really out here doing what needs to be done. Maybe next week we'll have, um, an, um, you know, another mini Zoom uh, community link up ting. But for now, I just appreciate you all that still managed to tune in in the midst of all of this Higgy Hagar. Love you all. Keep being the extremely bright lights that you are. Like you need to keep shining in this time that you think that your light needs to be dimmed or you feel powerless. Understand that you are incredibly powerful and your light is your power. Remember that. Okay. So anyway, Remember what I said on the tarot, keep your hands moisturized and them things there. Remember to follow me on at Kalechnikov or at Say Your Mind Pod. And yes, I've been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long drawers. You might learn something you never know. Can let you find.
And she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine Say you're mine